found in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 17 through verse number 21. Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. Brethren, join in following my example. And observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk of whom I often told you, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. And here's our preaching passage. For our citizenship, or in King James, our conversation is in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory, by the exertion of power that he has even to subject all things himself. Verse 20 again, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reading of the text, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You, you may be seated. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. From, from this passage, I want to talk about a subject. This world is not my home. And then a subtopic of peak into heaven. This world is, is not my home. And then a subtopic of peak. Uh, into heaven. Everybody ought to have a, a go-to song. I think everybody ought to have a song that, that lifts your spirit. Uh, a song that gets you in the mood. Uh, a song that, that takes your mind off the mundane chores of everyday life. And uh, your song may be different from someone else's song. And where you get that song from, I, I don't know. It may be iTunes, or it may be Google Play. Uh, you may get your song off of Pandora or iHeartRadio. Uh, I don't know what your song might be. It might be Beyonce's Lemonade. <laughs> Or you might listen to Nipsey Hussle or Snoop or Jay-Z. Some of us grew up on Michael Jackson and Billie Jean. 
And then some of you know about Prince and Purple Rain. But but that's not the kind of song I'm talking about this morning. I want to talk to those who've been to the water. Those who are born again. Those who are Holy Spirit filled. Sanctified and ain't looking back. Anybody like that this morning? Has anybody here been to the water? Born again? Holy Spirit filled? Sanctified? And you are a child of God and you you just ain't gonna look back? You ought to have a song to sing. Some of those songs might be Sing to Me of Heaven. Let me fondly dream of his golden glory, of his pearly gleams. Then somebody else might be singing, beautiful robes so white, beautiful land of light, beautiful home so bright, where there comes no night. Then somebody else might sing, I'm satisfied with a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold, but in that city where the ransom will shine, uh-huh. I want a gold one that's silver line. I, I don't know what your song, but my song is Some Glad Morning. All right. All right. When this life is over, I'll fly away. Every, everybody ought to have a, a go-to song. I mean, when ain't nobody around, and it's just you and the Lord, and, and you need to pick me up. You need to be reminded of what the Christian life uh, is all about. And I want to remind you, the Christian life is about going to heaven. And I want us to remember that this world, this world is not my home. We are just passing through. The Apostle Paul consistently talked about Heaven. When he wrote to the church in Ephesus, he told them that they had one hope of their calling. When he talked, wrote to the church in Rome, he told them they were saved by hope. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about uh, that place called Heaven to the church of Col- Colossae. He said that Christ was in them mm-hmm. the hope of glory. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, Paul was consistent in his writing because he told every church particularly that he wrote to that that somebody is going to heaven. Uh-huh. To the church of Corinth, he said, if this earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have another building of God not made with hands eternal in the heavens. He, he talked about heaven. I, I want you to start thinking about heaven because heaven is a real place. Yes, sir. Heaven is a prepared place. And, and I, 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 I'm talking to live folk. Anybody want to go to heaven? Yes, sir. Uh, that's why we came this morning, right? Yes, sir. We, we didn't come because somebody forced us to come. We, we didn't come out of routine. Uh, we didn't come because somebody twisted our arm. We came this morning because we love the Lord. And we believe that he's coming back yes, and he's going to save us and he's going to take us to heaven. Yes, I, I want you to remember this world is not your home. That's right. That's right. You're just passing through. Yes, sir. And that's what Paul is really trying to tell 
the church at Philippi mm -hmm. when he says for our citizenship, mm -hmm. our conversation is in heaven. In other words, Paul is saying we live on earth, but our citizenship is in heaven. We are, we are inhabitants down here. I, I, I'm a resident. Uh, you're a resident of Hopewell or Prince George or Chester or Richmond, wherever you came from. You, you are a resident, but, but really your, your citizenship, mm -hmm. the child of God, mm -hmm. real citizenship ain't down here. That's right. I, I know that this is the commonwealth of Virginia. And I know there's some history behind the Commonwealth of Virginia, but when you went to the water, yes, God wrote your name, yes, signed your name, and your citizenship yes, is in heaven. That's really what Paul is trying to say. I'm not going to be long this morning, uh, uh, because, but I do want to say this. Paul is trying to get this church yes, not to look on earth, but to look to heaven. You know about the church at Philippi. It was in Acts, the 16th chapter, that Paul received a vision from a man uh, from Macedonia. Okay. And the man in that vision said, come over and, and help us. And Paul and Silas journeyed to Macedonia. And when they got there to Philippi, there were some women uh, on the Sabbath day who were by the riverside. And uh, they were praying, and one woman by the name of Lydia, she was a seller of purple. She, she opened her heart, and she listened to the words that Paul preached, and she obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. She was the first convert mm -hmm. of the church at Philippi. Okay. And then Paul and Silas spent some time there, and there was a woman uh, of divination. There was a woman who uh, was being... Uh, pimp really being solicited by uh, her masters and uh, she started following Paul and Silas around and, and Paul got tired of that woman following him and, and exercised that demon out of her and when the, her masters saw that they were losing money that uh, they could not make merchandise of her when they realized that uh, she was no longer uh, uh, was going to satisfy their services, they threw Paul and Silas in jail. Uh -huh. Do I have some Bible readers? You remember that Paul and Silas were in jail and around midnight uh, they weren't crying the blues. Uh, they, they weren't trying to get parole. They, they didn't try to talk to the warden. But at the midnight hour in jail they're singing praises and praying to God. It was around the midnight hour that an earthquake shook open their uh, prison doors and uh, they, they walked out and the jailer was there and he drew a sword and he was about to kill himself and Paul said, do thyself no harm. Do I have somebody to We're all here. And, and the jailer said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He was the second Convert uh, of the church at Philippi, and so so that's the church at Philippi. But the city of Philippi was was a Roman colony, and 
the Jews lived there, but and there were things that the Roman government wanted them to do as Roman citizens, but Paul writes to them, and when he wrote to them, he said, you, you may be a citizen of Rome. You may have all the rights and privileges awarded to any Roman who is born in this empirical city, but, but don't forget who you are. And don't forget the commitment you made. You are not a servant of Caesar. You are a servant of Jesus Christ. And I want to say, I know we live in America. We live in the United States. We have to abide by the law. You need to be a law-abiding citizen. Don't, don't break the law. Don't be a law-breaker. Uh, keep the law. But don't forget that even though you live down here, your real citizenship is in heaven. This world is not our home. And Paul is reminding them, you may be earthbound, but have your mind fixed on heaven and wait for Jesus to come. And, you know, ever since I was a little boy growing up in the church, and I hear preachers talking about Jesus is coming soon. And, uh, uh, you know, he's coming like a thief in the night. And, and then you grow older and. And he hadn't come yet, and, and, and some of us have been in the church a long time, and, uh, and then folk have preceded us in death. But Jesus is coming back. He's going to return. And when he returns, somebody is going to happen. And Paul is reminding them to fix their eyes on heaven and desire to go to heaven, yearn for the future. And, and, and don't get caught up in the society that you live in. Mm -hmm. So members who, people who were members of the church in Philippi, they stuck out like a sore thumb. Because, because I've got this Roman government that wants me to do certain things, mm -hmm. but I'm a Christian now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got this Roman government that, that's putting pressure on me to, to, to do certain things, but I'm a child of God now. Mm -hmm. So... The Christian at Philippi stuck out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got to be aware that this world is not our home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, the sir. world offers some things, but our citizenship is in heaven. That's right. The world offers broken promises, broken hearts. The world offers trials, tribulations, and trouble. We are aware of what the world offers. There's drama in Hollywood. Uh -huh. Drama in your neighborhood Amen. and drama in the brotherhood. Person. Person. Baby mama drama. Person. Person. Baby daddy drama. Amen. Drama here. Drama on the job. Drama in the courts. Drama in the White House. Drama everywhere. Drama. That's what the world has to offer. Yeah. We are aware that the world offers sin, sickness, and suffering. Mm -hmm. and, and in the world, if it's not one thing, it's something else. Am I talking to anybody? I, I, I mean, it seems like you get one problem fixed, and, and then once you get that problem fixed, uh, you're thinking about moving on to your next blessing, but instead of moving on to a blessing, another burden comes in your life. Uh, uh, that's what the world has to offer. But, but I read somewhere, that may be what the world offers, but I read somewhere that Christ's kingdom is not of this world. 
And Jesus said, if his kingdom was of this world, then his servants would fight so that he would be handed over. But his kingdom is not of the world. I'm trying to say this morning, we live in the world, but as we live in the world, we got to have this mentality, this world is not my home. I'm not going to get bogged down by the world. That may be drama in the world, but if you know Christ, you ought to have some peace. If you know Jesus, you ought to have some joy. If you know Jesus, you ought to have some love because the drama that happens in the world ought not affect the child of God. I I read somewhere, we're more than conquerors. I I read somewhere that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world for the life of me. For the life of me, the older I get, the less I understand why we give so much attention to the devil. We give all this attention to the devil, talking about the devil on our trail, the devil is raising his ugly head. When the Bible says, greater is he in you than he is in the world. What I'm really trying to say, quit talking about the devil and talk more about Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me now? Why are you talking about heaven? Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. God is greater than Satan. Christ is greater than our advocate, uh, the adversary of the devil. The Holy Spirit has more power than all of the uh, uh, satanic beings that, that support the devil. So instead of talking about the devil, we all talk about the goodness of God. I wish I had a church in my look. I'm I'm somewhat emotional. I can't even get my thoughts together when I think about how good God is. I'm choked up. I'm not really where I want to be because I I stopped to think that God saved me. God rescued me. God has protected me. God has kept me out of some seen and unseen days. Do I have some witness here? Anybody here ever had a loved one that was on their on their sick bed? Anybody ever had a loved one and you didn't know whether they were going to live or die? And then you prayed and God answered your prayer, raised your loved one off their sick bed. Now they're walking around. Somebody will say, God is good. Anybody ever had a child that was giving you some trouble and, and, and kept you up at night and, and you were worried, pacing back and forth? Now that child is in their right mind, you ought to say God is good. Anybody ever lost a job or had problems with somebody on the job? I mean, if it ain't one thing, it's another thing. They have gotten on your last nerve. They have rubbed you the wrong way. And now y'all best of friends, God is good. What I'm really trying to say is, don't give so much attention to the world when greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. This world is not our home. And you know what we got to do? We just got to get ready for Jesus coming. There's a song that that, that we sang in some places called Someday. Someday, someday, someday. Someday, someday. And, and then and then one of the, I think the tenor of the alto will come in and say, I gotta be ready when he calls my name. I gotta be ready when he calls my name. And then somebody is saying, someday, someday. Then another voice comes in and says, peace and joy and happiness, no more sorrow. Someday. Am I talking to anybody? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't, you want, don't you want that day when there's no more peace, when there's peace and there's no more sorrow? 
that there's no more heartbreaks, that there's no more uh, 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 broken promises, that there's no more disappointment. Somebody ought to be saying amen. Someday, someday, and you got to get your mind off the world and get your mind fixed on Jesus. And Paul is saying, because of that, we look in your, in, in your verse, we look for a savior because our citizenship is in heaven. Because we live on earth, but our real citizenship is in heaven, we eagerly wait for a Savior. In other words, it says we look for a Savior. That word look is made up of three words put together. And one of the words means we receive a Savior. In other words, when Jesus comes, he's going to welcome some folk. You know what it means to welcome? That, that means when you welcome folk, you're glad to see them. When you welcome somebody, you I, I don't think y'all see it. What, what I'm really trying to say is when Jesus comes to take the saved to heaven, he's coming to welcome you into his presence. In other words, he's glad. I, I mean, y- y- y'all ain't got it. Some of y'all can't wait till tomorrow. You, you can't wait. You can't wait for work. You can't work to go to the job. You, you can't work to punch. The, you can't wait to punch the time clock. You can't wait. I, 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 I know you gotta do that. We we gotta do that because that that's the that's the world we live in. But see, what keeps me going is not going to the job and not going to the bank, not paying bills, not not doing the same thing. What what keeps me going is some. He's coming back to welcome us. Another word for look means off. It means that it it talks about the withdrawal of one's attention from other objects. In in other words, when Jesus comes, when when he comes, you ain't going to be worried about football. You're not going to be worried about basketball. I text the brothers and Brother Ovi mentioned in, in Bible study about uh, this football player for the Raiders. Superstar guy. Outstanding, outstanding talent, you know. Uh, just didn't fit in with the team, man. And, and they cut that dude, you know, and released that dude. And now the Patriots picked him up. But when Jesus come back, we ain't going to be talking about football. That's right. <laughs> You, you, you're not going to be talking about that, that dude there. You, you're, gonna be talk, you, you, you're not even going to be talking about Dr. Bill. You're not going to be talking about uh, aches and pain. Because when Jesus comes, when he comes back the second time to welcome us, yes, his coming will take our attention off of the earthly things. Yes, and man, when he comes back, uh, and when he comes back, uh, uh, put, put your feet in, in these shoes. When he comes back, you ought to be thinking about what heaven going to be like. Amen. Man, what, what, what is it going to be like? Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be different from what earth is like. Mm-hmm. And y'all will say amen. amen. And it's hot one day, cold the next. The sun is shining. And then in the same day, rain will come. But, but when, when he comes back, we're, we're going to look for him. It, it means like he's going to draw our attention from other things. Then, then the third word means out, which it, it's, it, it's used in the perfect sense which intensifies the already existing meaning of the word. In other words, what that means is I'm waiting for him to come. Okay. I'm anticipating him coming. I'm excited about him coming. I, I remember we, we were living in Columbus, Ohio at the time. My mother, my sister and I 
And uh, my grandmother lived in Dayton, Ohio. And, uh, you know, we didn't believe in Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. But we sure look forward to Christmas presents. And uh, my mother was a single mother, and, you know, she was struggling uh, to make ends meet. And, 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 you know, she had difficulty, you know, making ends meet and then buying the Christmas present. But thank God for a grandmother. And, and I can remember even now that when Christmas time would come and we would eagerly wait, we would desire for our grandmother to come. Because we knew that when grandma came, not only was she coming, she was coming with some gifts. And, and my sister and I would talk about what you think she got us. What's in the present? Uh, anybody feeling me this morning? Yeah. You know what, what I'm saying here? What I'm saying here, I know you got to get up and go to work tomorrow. I know you got to go through your routine tomorrow. I, I know you got to do what you got to do. It, it may be dropping the kids off at school. It may be babysitting the kids. I, go ahead and do all that. But in the back of your mind, you ought to be anticipating. Yes, sir. All right. The Lord returning. All right. And then what in the world is heaven going to be like? Last week when I talked to you, I told you about some of the places I've been, and I know you've traveled too, and you've seen some beautiful places. It's some eye-opening places. Leave your mouth open there, uh, and watering place. I mean, you know, places that just beautiful. It just, I mean, you've never seen anything like this. But I came to tell you, heaven is better than all of that. Yes, sir. All right. And so you got to realize that over there is better than over here. Are y'all with me? I, I, I wish I could get folk to realize that heaven is better than here. Y'all gonna help me with this? I, I mean, you know, listen, if there was not a heaven, can I be honest with y'all? Don't y'all repeat this, but I'm gonna tell you. If, if there was not a heaven, I'd be the biggest devil in town. I'd outdo you, yeah. I, I'd be a bigger devil than you. It, it ain't hell that scares me. Are y'all seeing? See, see, we've been trying to scare folk out of hell. Man, it, ain't, it ain't hell. I know there's a hell. But what excites me, I'm going to show you in a minute, what excites me and what ought to excite you is over there yes, is better than over here. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. And I believe that there's a place called heaven and, and, and watch this. I believe that when we get there and don't y'all say if you get there. Because if you say if, you ain't sure your salvation. And, and if you can't say when you get there, repent right now and we'll pray for you. Y'all missing me this morning. So, 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 so many folks talking about if I'm saying, help, help me now, help me, help me, help me, help me, help, help, help me now, help me now. Okay, help me. I need some help. Help me now. Because I want them to hear me. Help me now. Some of us are not sure of our salvation. Amen. And when you say you're not sure of your salvation, do you realize what you're missing out on? Okay. So when Jesus comes, I'm waiting on him to come. But when he comes, the glory of heaven is so wonderful. Okay. Amen. Praise 
I'm not going to be the biggest devil in town because if I am the biggest of devil in town, I'm going to miss heaven. And the glory of heaven. Y'all ain't saying amen. I'm going to show you in a minute how glorious it is. But watch this. Paul says, for our citizenship is in heaven. From which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory. Amen. Y'all don't know when to shout. Amen. A change yes, sir. is going to come. Yes, sir. And when the Savior arrives, his special saving act will be to transform the bodies of those he came back with. Let me see if I can make it practical. You ain't got to worry about watching your weight no more. You ain't got to worry about your calories. You won't be going to Weight Watchers anymore. Don't have to drink no Slim Fast. No Daniel diet. No, no working out in the gym. You, you ain't got to worry about cholesterol. High blood pressure. Diabetes. Somebody ought to be shouting right about that. You don't have to worry about migraine headaches. You don't have to worry about insomnia. Can't sleep at night. You, you, you don't have to worry about cancer. You don't have to worry about a heart attack. Because when he comes, yes, the Lord, a change is going to come. That's right. And the change is, the Bible said that he, Christ, will transform. And the King James said, a vile body. Okay. Are y'all with me? Yes, yes. Now, vile, man, vile is a, is a nasty word. I mean, ain't nothing good about anything vile. And that's the King James really, but in the New American Standard, it says he will transform the body of our humble state. And then he's going to transform it into the conformity of the body of his glory. Amen. John said it like this. We don't know what he's going to be like. But when he appears, we shall be as he is. In other words, we know a spirit don't have flesh and bones. Am I right about it? But, but whatever state that the Lord is in, when he comes back, a change is going to come. You ain't got to worry about gray hair. You ain't got to worry about wrinkles. You won't have to put on no makeup. You ain't got the color of the gray out of your hair. You, you ain't got to worry about the aches and pains because a change is going to come. He, he's going to change our vile bodies, those bodies that marked by limitation, that those bodies that marked by frustration, that, that body that deals with feebleness and mortality and corruption. Christ will transfigure our bodies yes, and make it like his own glorious resurrected body. I wish I had church this morning. You, you, you remember, you remember, you remember. Now, the story goes is that they put Jesus on the cross on a Friday. Am I right about it? Uh, they dropped him low, then popped him up wide, stretched, stretched, popped him up high, stretched him wide. 
put nails in his hands, and I put nails in his feet, uh, put a sword in his side, out came blood and water. He hung on that old rugged cross. He, he died on Friday, but, but I'm so glad that on Sunday morning, he got up from the grave, and, and then he appeared to his apostles, and, and he told them, touch me not. Are y'all with me? You, you can't touch this body, this resurrected body. No, you, you can't touch it. You, you can see it, but you can't touch it. Do I have any Bible readers there? He, he said, touch me not. You know what? There's something about the state I'm in right now that, that humans can't touch a man. I'm trying to tell you this morning. I don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back, but I know whatever way it is, it's going to be all right. And if it's all right with him, it's all right with me. I ain't got to worry about aches and pains. I ain't got to worry about bumps and bruises. I ain't got to worry about, about, about losing my breath. I ain't got to worry about my memory lapses. Amen. I, 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 I don't have to worry about stuttering anymore. Are y'all with me? Because this, 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 this world is not my home. And a change is going to come. Well, what do I want you to get from these two verses? Well, one of the things I want you to get is the people in Philippi were governed by Macedonian laws. Okay. Or not by Macedonian law, but by Roman law. So they were in Macedonia, but they were governed by Roman law. What I want you to get is the church lives in this world but we're governed by God's law. I, I wish I had some help. See, we're, we're spiritual. Say amen. See, see, we're spiritual. You know, you know, we live in a world that's not spiritual. And man, if the world needs anything now, they need some spiritual folk to stand up and show the world what God's people really are like. I wish I had some help here. I'm going back to a text I use. Jesus says, see, if you understand, if you understand that you're in the world, but your citizenship is in heaven, then Christ's kingdom is not of this world. See, the world that we live in is political. Y'all can say amen. Politics. And some of us play good politics. And one of the things I hate is for politics in the church. I mean, you know, the reason I hate it is because when Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, because he said, if my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would be fighting just to keep me from your hands. But Jesus said, look, Jesus said, look, I could call legion of angels. I, you know, I could just, if I wanted to, I know what I could do, but see, I'm not like that. I, I'm spiritual, and what we have to teach the church, what we have to remind the church, and what we have to be on guard about is keep the church of Christ spiritual. We're spiritual beings going to a spiritual home. The second takeaway is Philippi was a colony of Rome in Macedonia. But Christians make up a colony of heaven on earth. Okay. Mercy. Mercy. And I, I wish I wish we could get the politicians 
not just to pray, but to be Christian. I wish we could get our supervisor not just to be the boss, but be a child of God. I wish we could get school teachers. I wish we could get folk that's in important places, professors, to realize that God places you if you are a Christian then don't ever be ashamed to be a child of God. Amen. Don't ever be ashamed of spiritual principle. Am I talking to anybody? That's right, man. And then the third thing that I want you to take away is many times the laws of heaven conflict with the laws on earth. Uh -huh. But you got to obey God rather than man. Y'all all right this morning? Our responsibility is to obey God and not man. Well, I wanted to give you a peek of heaven. Okay. And to give you a peek of heaven, you got to go to, I want to take you to Isaiah the sixth chapter. Okay. Because in Isaiah 6, Isaiah had a vision, and in that vision there was a, a seraphim. And there were seraphims, and, and the seraphims, they covered, they had six wings. Mm -hmm. And uh, with two they covered uh, their eyes, and two they, they flew with it. Uh, and, and, and those seraphims, uh, Isaiah saw in the throne room of God, and they were flying around, and the whole the doorpost moved, and there was smoke of the presence of God. I'm trying to give you a peek into heaven now. Okay. And when the seraphims got there, uh, when Isaiah saw the seraphims there flying around, uh -huh. and uh, in the presence of God Almighty, mm -hmm. and the doorpost is moving at the voice of the Lord and, and the smoke is filling the train of the temple and uh, these are seraphims, I, I, I don't, they're not angels but they're, they're seraphims, they're not angelic beings but uh, they had six wings, they, two they covered their face and two covered their feet and with two they flew but, but when they got in the presence of God one cried to another and, and guess what they said holy 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 is the Lord of hosts. Uh -huh. The whole earth is full of the Lord. I, I want you to peek into heaven now. Yeah, yeah. If you take a peek into heaven, you got to realize that in heaven there is holiness. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and holiness means separation. Mm -hmm. I, I, holiness means consecration. Okay. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Uh -huh. If you get that, when you get to heaven, uh -huh. when you get to heaven, you will be in a consecrated, okay. sanctified, separated environment. It's going to be holy, 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 24-7. Anybody with me? Yes, Anything that's not holy won't make it to heaven. Amen. Anything that's not consecrated won't make it to heaven. Yeah. So there's consecration in heaven. Then, when I peek into heaven, uh -huh. I, I got to go to Revelation. Okay. And, and when I go to the book of Revelation, I see in chapter 4 mm -hmm. of the book of Revelation that there are some elders there. Okay. Uh, there's 4 and 20 mm -hmm. elders up there. Okay. And those 4 and 20 elders are in the throne room of God. Uh -huh. Can, can y'all peek into heaven with yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the Bible says uh -huh. that... He saw somebody, John saw somebody sitting on the throne. And the one sitting on the throne was like a jasper stone and a sardis 
in appearance. And there was a rainbow around. Are y'all peeking into heaven? Uh, and, and there was an emerald in appearance. And, and then around the throne were 24 thrones. And uh, upon the thrones sat 24 elders. And they were sitting clothed in white garments. And a golden crown on their head. You, you, you peek into heaven now. And these 24 elders, they, they, they represent the church. And, and, and then, watch this. The Bible says that, that all day and night, they cease not to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, which was, which is, and which is to come. Are you peeking into heaven? Because Isaiah, Old Testament, saw the seraphims. And the seraphs are flying around. Uh, and they saying, holy, holy, holy. Uh, the 24 elders are in heaven. And they saying, holy, holy, holy. But not only are they saying, holy, holy, holy. But these 24 elders are saying, you are worthy, O God. To receive glory and power and might. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure they are. And they were created. I, I don't know how you see that, but in one passage I see consecration, yes, but in another passage I see celebration. Yes, and, and I came to say, yes, when the saved get to heaven, yes, you're gonna have to celebrate. Yes, you may suck on sour lemons down here, yes, but when you make it to heaven, yes, you gotta celebrate. Yes, There's gonna be some folks saying, "Holy, right. holy, holy." There, there's gonna be some folks saying. Hallelujah. There's going to be some folk praising God because that's the way it is up in heaven. I came to say, if you ain't ready to praise, heaven ain't going to be your home. If you ain't ready to shout, heaven ain't going to be your home. And what I'm saying is, you ought to start practicing now for the way it's going to be up there. Now, I know people. And I know us in the Church of Christ. Folk in the Church of Christ say, when folk get happy, why take all that? Uh -huh. Why they getting like that? Uh -huh. Can I talk to y'all? Uh -huh. it, it may not take all that for you. Okay. But you don't know what your neighbor yeah. been through. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Do I have some help here? Yes. Listen, 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 listen. listen. Uh -huh. Don't look down on somebody's praise. Yeah. That's right. Don't look down on somebody's celebration. Because you don't know what they went through last night. You don't know what they're dealing with. Some of us got some demons. Some of us got some devils. Some of us got some, some issues. Some of us got some burdens. Some of us got some bills. Some of us got some sickness. Some of us got something we're dealing with. And we just can't wait to get to the house of the Lord to thank him for being good to us. It may not take all that for you, but you don't know what the what your neighbor's gone through. And when somebody says amen, don't look at them funny. Are y'all with me? And I tell you, sometimes, 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 I got to praise just to keep from cussing. Sometimes. I'm thinking something else. But I'm so glad the Holy Spirit intercepted my thought. Y'all gonna help me here? No, y'all holy all the time. Y'all looking at me like I ain't never had no bad moment. I, I, I don't never have no down day. 
But listen, I'm learning not to take anything for granted. Don't take anything for granted. You get a clean bill of health. And then a few months later, you're sick. You get close to retirement. And they fire you when you can't get your benefits. You did everything right with these kids. And they turn out wrong. You're getting ready to go on vacation with your spouse. And they won't even come home at night. Ain't talking to nobody here. Y'all ain't got no problems. You don't know what your neighbor has gone through. Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't know what folk walk in here with. We look good. That's right. Y'all can say amen. Y'all look good. But some of us are hiding some stuff. I'm not talking about creating a scene. No. I'm not talking about where folk praise you and they don't see God. Amen. I ain't talking about that. But man, I can think about when, 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 when my daughter was on deathbed. Okay. Uh-huh. Are y'all hearing me? Okay. I, I think about folk that were faithful to the church uh-huh. and left. And now they back in church. Amen. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't saying nothing. Amen. I, I, I'm thinking about folk who have lost hope. Okay. Uh-huh. There's folk in my family uh-huh. who were strung out on drugs, uh-huh. got clean, uh-huh. and stayed clean. Okay. How you gonna tell somebody who was strung out yes, and now got themselves together? To come up in here and don't say nothing. Am I talking to anybody? I, 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 I done said it before, but I'm going to keep saying it. See, some of us been kept. And then other folk been delivered. And the kept folk don't understand the journey that delivered folk have gone through. Man, I'm thankful yes, that my wife still loves me. Yes, right yes, yes, right. I'm thankful yeah. that my children still respect me. Yes, yes, right. And then I'm going to come up in here mm-hmm. and act like God ain't done nothing for me. I'm thankful that a group of folk that I worked with in the past yeah, yeah. is willing to work with me again. And you think I'm going to come up here and not say thank you, Jesus? You think I'm going to come up in here and, and, and keep my mouth closed? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I, I'm thankful yes, sir. Yes, sir. that when I was younger and not in my right mind, the police didn't pull me over. Do I have some help up in here? Y'all can act funny if you want to. Some of y'all been kept. But then other folk have been delivered. 
And when Sunday comes, and you don't have to wait till Sunday. That's right. That's right. But man, I've got a mansion on the hilltop. Some glad morning. Yes, sir. When this life is over, I'm gonna fly away. Yes, sir. To that land on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. Somebody ought to be getting excited about going to heaven. And don't you let nobody take your focus off Jesus Christ. Because Paul said, your citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly desire a Savior coming. And not only do we desire that Savior coming, but when he comes, he's going to change our vowed bodies. Ain't got to go to the doctor no more. Don't have to take no prescription medicine no more. Don't have to worry about arthritis and rheumatism. Anybody feeling me yet? I, and I know you ain't ready to go to heaven right now, but he's going, he's coming one day. That's right. That's right. This world is not my home. Amen. I'm just surpassing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Don't lose focus on why you became a Christian. I became a Christian not because we take the Lord's Supper every Sunday. No. That's a doctrinal issue. That's, that's what we do because we're Christian. Right. I became a Christian not because we sing without instrumental music. That's the way we worship. That's right. I became a Christian, a member of the Lord's Church, because God is going to save me. Amen. That's right. Amen. And I want to be careful not to do or say anything that will keep him from saving me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are y'all with me? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm trying to shut it down here. Uh, whatever God said he's going to do, he's going to do it. He said he's going to save me. But he's going to save me so I can go to a place of consecration, holiness. I got to start practicing holiness now. I wish I had some help. I'm trying to shut it down. I got to start having holy thoughts. I got to have holy thoughts because, see, when he comes, he's going to look for somebody who's been living holy life. It always gets me when, uh, you know, and I made this mistake back in the uh, 80s. And I remember um, we were in California at the time. And, um, and uh, it was Sunday evening, and, and, and we were standing out in front of the church building. Mm -hmm. And um, a group of us brothers were standing out before evening service. And a car drove up. A bunch of folk in the car. And they said, uh, they said hey, hey, hey. Uh, we looking for the sanctified church. <laughs> and you know what we did? We sit them down the street uh -huh. <laughs> to the so-called sanctified church. If anybody asks me now for the sanctified and holy this church, I'm telling them to come right here. Amen. Do I have some help here? Yes, sir. Because we ought to be sanctified and holy. That's right. 
Do so I have right. some help? That's right. That's right. right. When last time we we we, we taught folk to be holy? Yeah. So we be holy so we can go to heaven. Yes, yes, We're sanctified because we've been saved. So this world is not my home. Let's stand on our feet. There may be someone here who's not a Christian, someone here who's not obeyed uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. In just a moment, we're going to be singing page number 200, and we're extending the Savior's invitation to you this morning to put Christ on so that heaven can be your home. If you come by faith, come repenting of your past sins, come and make the noble confession that Jesus Christ died, uh, make the confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you're baptized in water for the remission of your sins, God will add you to his church, and then you can look forward to going to heaven Amen. one day. This world, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Don't lose focus on the real goal, the real prize. The real prize is going to heaven. Will you come as we sing the song of encouragement? Christ our Redeemer, died on the cross, died for the sinner. Paid all his dues, all who respect him, sing. Yes, he will pass, will 